Welcome to Mission to Inspire, where we share life experiences in our careers, personal lives, society, culture, religion, finance, family, and much more. Meet your host, Shola Ajabadi, as she takes you on a ride to fuel your inspiration. Hi, everyone. My name is Shola. I'm the host on Mission to Inspire. I've got a very special guest with us today. Her name is Cindy, Cindy Bensel. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm good, Shola. How are you? And thank you so much for inviting me on this interview today. You're welcome. And thank you for for accepting our invite, actually. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) So I'm going to do a short profile of Cindy. She is the founder and director of A Beauty Courses for You and Mentoring and Coaching Academy. She is a number one international best-selling co-author, Time to Rain. She is also a professional public speaker, and she has actually won multiple awards to her name and businesses. You're welcome on our show today. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was a nice introduction. Thank you. (laughs) So, Cindy, I know you started business at a very, very early age, at about 21. So you've been an entrepreneur at that age. So would you say it was easy starting? I mean, how was it for you? Well, gosh, I mean, when I when we say 21, and it, that feels like a long time ago, and it was 36 mm. years ago. Oh, my goodness. And what, what would I say? Was it easy starting a business then? I would say definitely easier in the sense that there wasn't a lot of this, um, you know, you need to do this structure. You need to put this process in place. You need to make sure you've got a website. You need to make sure. There was none of this. It was just... I knew how to sew because I am a very creative person. Mm. I have a very creative background and I started my industry and I started in business becoming a seamstress and designing and making outfits for people. Mm. And so because I could do this already at home, it didn't feel like a business. Although I was getting paid, I think the naivety of how to run a business was completely different. So. I would say that, yeah, for me back then, it was definitely easier. I made an outfit, I sold the outfit, I got paid for it, and I collected the money, and then I would bank it, and that was it, you know? And I wasn't doing any social media, wasn't doing any, you know, it was just a nice way to start. So I would say definitely very, very easy for me. I'm not saying it's easy for everybody at that age, but back then, it's because I had a lot of passion, And that passion was what drove me. And I knew that, um, you know, my attitude was one of those attitudes that, you know, why wouldn't it work? Why it's not going to fail? You know, I make an outfit, people like it, they buy it. But at the same time, doing the makeup and making people feel nice and the way that they looked, they they liked it. So it was kind of like a bit of a win-win attitude, really, that I had. Um, And then the other thing is to say that actually I was never going to give up. I was always a very determined individual. And when I wanted to succeed at something, I knew that I would put my heart and soul into it and, you know, do the best that I could. And I wasn't going to give up until I'd actually reached the top. 
So that attitude, that defiant attitude really did help me in, in business for sure. And also there wasn't as much pressure. I didn't have as much competition then. Back then, 36 years ago, there wasn't too much competition. And, you know, the network of people that I knew within my own like little cultural group going to the temple, I had a lot of friends and family mm. that allowed me to have an easier start in the business because I had a good network of people around me. So that was really important. And actually the overheads, I, you know, I, I was doing it from home. I didn't have... I didn't pay board. I, you know, I just didn't pay because it was not something that was asked of us. Mm. So whatever money I made, I made. And it was the whole, whole amount of money that I made. Apart from outlaying on the fabric that I needed to buy, which was obviously, again, a lot cheaper back then. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of outlay. And, yeah, it was easier for me to purchase. So definitely easier at the age of 21. Wow. Is it easier now? I'm, it's a completely different ball game. But yes, there's a few nuggets there for you. Oh, wow. That's so interesting, though. Um, because you. it does show that you are a very creative person right? Yes. from a very early age. And you're still creative because you're still doing... Um, still doing. Yeah, you're still doing it. Yeah. 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 I still make my own outfits. I still you know, teach makeup now and offer makeup, very, very little of it now to other people as clients. But yeah, I'm just still very passionate about the arts that I do. And I continue to do that because it's going to be, otherwise it's just lost. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> so what motivated you though? Because you've been in business for 36 years, like you said. Yeah. Um, and throughout your journey, what motivated you and kept you still in business up till now? Yeah. Well, I think at the time, what motivated me was really, I am the eldest grandchild in my family. I'm the eldest of five in my family. So there's me, my two brothers and my two sisters. So my mom and my dad, my dad passed away at a very young age and everything 34 years ago. And so my mom was on her own for 26 years. And I think what I, what motivated me more than anything was that she was always working. Now she was working in multiple different things. I didn't know anything about residual income at the time. I didn't even know that that's what it was called. So when my mom was actually working at Rally Industry Bikes and everything, go there for her daytime job, come home and do her sewing in the evening, do her cooking at the weekend, make her samosas and sell them. I didn't realize that these were all the residual incomes. So I didn't realize I was surrounded by it. Mm. But what motivated me was that she did all of these different tasks, but doing the work at the temple when she was giving back and she was doing the cooking temple in order to be able to help, um, you know, insight in to teaching me that, you know, that's the 10% that I want to carry on doing, that when I'm working, what motivated me was that she would work so hard. But when she was giving back to the community, giving back when she was doing her cooking, it, the satisfaction and also the um, rewards that she was getting 
we were all getting because we were part of that same family. So when my mum was getting praise, we were also getting praise because when she was cooking, we'd be peeling the potatoes. We might be doing something else, chopping the veg. We were all, it was a big community event. And that continued to stay with me for a very, very long time. And I think that in itself was really one of the key things that actually really did motivate me. Mm. And I think back you know, when I got married and I, you know, sort of like been sort of like married for a few years, back in sort of like 2005, when people used to say to me, oh, I love the way that you've done your eye makeup. I like the way that you've done this. Could you do this for me? And then I started to offer this to others. What was really nice at that time when I was doing makeup for other people, I was making them feel good with what they felt, you know, about themselves. But my confidence just boosted because they used to say, oh, that's really good. That's really good. Or, you know what? You should do this as a business. And I'm going, but will somebody pay me to teach them how to put makeup on? I didn't think it was even possible. But, you know, that motivated me to start my training academy in 2005. So that is when I started to start doing my research, writing all my manuals, getting them accredited. It motivated me because not only now could I teach somebody something, they, they could get something back in return from me. I could now give them a certificate, a diploma qualification, which would then allow them to get their own insurance and which could now set them on their path to becoming a makeup artist, a beauty therapist, whatever it is that they actually decided, I was able to give something back. And I think that boosted my confidence that actually people were prepared to pay me hundreds of pounds for this, which I never even quantified at the time which was which was bizarre so yeah and the other thing is getting satisfaction I get a lot of satisfaction seeing that other people are now successful in their business I like to see that it's actually one there's a there's a few things by me teaching them something where they may not have been able to stand out in the crowd and they've always had to fit in it's been great that I've been able to create a, a look for them give them an outfit that they feel happy in. They, they don't look like everybody else in the crowd. Now they actually stand out and then their confidence is boosted. Mm -hmm. So for sure, it's really, really important. And that's definitely uh, motivation, you know, to have that satisfaction to make them feel so good about themselves. But the other thing that motivated me was that I wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want to take instructions from anybody else. I didn't want to work for anybody else. So that, being my own boss, being flexible, work when I want to, when I didn't want to, that motivated me all the time. I was thinking, oh, this is great. So sometimes actually I could work two or three days and not have to work the rest of the time. And that motivated me even more to say, well, actually I could work three days a week, but still get the same amount of money that somebody does when they're working a whole month. Mm. So that was my motivation for sure. And making that difference, you know, to somebody else's life, being able to be that one little change that you can make for them. If that's helped that one person, yeah, definitely. It's been uh, a personal growth and everything. And I think that, yeah, so for me, even at this age of, you know, 58, I keep motivate, self-motivating myself. I'm surrounded by motivational quotes here in my office, around my computer screen, because that's what keeps me motivated. I read them numerous times in a day. I don't sometimes even realize that I'm reading them. And that will then just keep me spurring. So that motivates me because 
if somebody comes back to me and says, actually, you know, you teaching me this allowed me to become this person, become this therapist, become this salon owner, which actually has put food on my table in order to feed my family and then to feed others. That is the biggest reward ever, I think. It's the, that duty to serve others that I'm very passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so interesting. There's a saying that goes that um, it's good to teach a man how to fish than give them the fish to eat or feed on. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. 100%. I always look at it like that as well, exactly the same. You know, what, what I'm teaching you, because I remember when I first started in the beauty industry, people, you know, it, it, more so now, I would say, in these last sort of like 10 years, is, you know, with makeup and with the social media and, you know, all this Instagram, et cetera, you know, it's like, what brand? Are you going to use Bobby Brown? Are you going to use this? Are you going to use Mac? I said, no, no, no. I think what I need to take away from take away from you is to say, I'm actually not teaching you a brand. I am teaching you a technique. Mm. What, what brand you decide, yeah, what brand you decide to use, how you decide to go further with that, that is your choice. What I'm teaching you is how to use the brush in order to be able to apply the makeup. It doesn't matter where the makeup comes from. Exactly. So if I'm going to teach you how to make a chicken curry, you're going to make the chicken curry to your taste. Exactly. But yeah. you need to understand the ingredients that you need to put in in Ooh. order to make my chicken curry. That's true. That's that's kind of the the method behind my madness, but um, I think it kind of makes sense. I'm hoping it does. It does make sense. It does make sense because it that's does. what makes it taste distinctive. Exactly. Different. That dish is going to yeah. Exactly. Every other dish. <laughs> <laughs> definitely now if you want to add a bit more chili and you want to add a bit more spice and you want to add a bit more lipstick you want to add extra mascara that's yeah. fine it's your choice mm. but if we strip it back what we're trying to do is to teach you the technique of how to do something exactly. and then you can elaborate on that and develop that skill you know when they teach you how to learn how to drive they don't teach you to learn how to drive that's it they teach you to learn how to drive textbook style in order for you to then fit in with the road and the other drivers and everything like that and actually fit in with everybody else and the way that they drive on the road that in itself takes years of techniques mm. to adjust to something so i think yeah it's a kind of the same principles really yeah so what impact did it have on you as an individual and, and, and as a family being an entrepreneur so I would say to one, on a positive note, it's given me a lot of self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to be dependent on anybody else. You know, you, you know that somebody telling you that you are good enough, not good enough, that comes from me within my own self-worth. I know that I have the abilities in order to be able to pursue my passions. Yes. But that in itself is very, very important because growing up on a cultural level, talking about it on a cultural level, I'm not doing this as a generic, but talking about it from how I grew up, yeah. there didn't used to be a lot of Asian women in business. Oh. Okay. So there wasn't a lot of Asian women in business back then. But what they did used to do was, like <laughs> I mentioned before earlier, is yeah. that the, you know, a lot of the, the, the women, the moms and you know, the grandmas and the aunties and everything were doing two or three different jobs in order to create income. 
but it sometimes wasn't classed as being a business it Mm. it was classed as more of a hobby that they're making samosas to sell because it's a hobby but actually it was a business and also the other thing was that predominantly they weren't allowed to um pursue their own dreams they weren't allowed to fulfill their passions and their dreams of wanting to you know not go out to work or actually not bring up a family they were just told that once you got married you know you had kids you you brought up the kid you were the homemaker you were the wife the cook the cleaner that type of stuff yeah but obviously things have developed and everything so for me that self-worth that I then was in a position where I had my own business and I was doing that that had a positive impact on myself and also being you know recognized like you'd mentioned earlier with with the with the lovely accolades and everything you know to become a number one best-selling co-author to go international you know that's recognition that Mm. somebody thinks oh my goodness you know what you're a number one best-selling author I when I say it out loud sometimes you know it baffles me that this is where I am so many years in my journey and I've got that recognition so yeah, so in, so 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 having that recognition mm. then allowed me to get a little bit more credibility, you know, being the industry authority, being the go-to person that if somebody wanted some help towards a beauty business, they knew that they could come to me. Mm. Yeah, if they yeah. wanted help on getting a beauty course, they knew that they could now come. So that recognition was massive. And obviously the pride and um, satisfaction, you know, on helping others, making a difference to their life, Mm. that had a massive impact on me as an individual. And having that leadership ability from a very young age, being the eldest in my family, I was always, you know, the the older sister. And I I was kind of like leading, you know, for a long time, but not realised I was leading. Mm. And then obviously, like I mentioned before, losing my dad at the age of 48 my mom was on her own for 26 years I was kind of like my mom's brother my mom's partner my mom's friend my mom's daughter you know and and a sister so all of these roles all in one um, gave me further leadership qualities and skills that I could then take into my business so that had a massive impact on me Mm, 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 but I'm not going to say that it did not and so as, as uh, the positive Im- impact on my 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 family back home and everything was, yeah, everybody was really proud that I was an entrepreneur. You know, they used to talk about me in different circles, which was really nice. And and then over here, again, when I got married and I moved into my um my with my in-laws and everything it was like oh my goodness you know nobody we know actually is in business you know you're really inspiring you're really motivating you're really helping a lot of the younger women in the community and the moms and everything to fulfill their their passion and their dreams and I think that I still get um that recognition and that um you know conversations around me being very outspoken um pushing you know investing in my education investing in myself I do get noticed for it has equally had lots of negative impact I'm not going it's not all positive so that would be a lie if I said but along my journey um, I think the hardest thing to have been dealing with has been a lot of negative feedback from other entrepreneurs other women sometimes 
you know, a lot of back chatting, cat fighting, that people don't really want to see you doing well, that they're jealous of you, you know, they're nice to your face, but they're not nice to your face, you know, behind your back, they say one, you get that, you get that. And they always say, you know, and I don't want to say that, but more than two or three women in one room to work with them is going to be a challenge. It's not going to be an easy ride, but... (laughs) It's about how you deal with those challenges and how you deal with the negativity to say, well, okay, no, I appreciate your comments and I appreciate your opinion on this. However, um, thank you. And just continue doing what you're doing. Continue to be really, you know, passionate about why you started your business. Yeah. And the other negative thing is that, yeah, you know, you, you need to stay committed to the cause. It's not always possible that when you start something and then it starts to go well and you're getting lots of negative feedback or you have a bad month or, you know, whatever, and you think to yourself, well, oh, my goodness, how do you continue to stay focused? How do you continue to stay committed? Just remember why you did what you did. Be knocked down, brush yourself down, pick yourself up and carry on going. So you've just got to be really, really determined. And I think that's definitely one of the things that, you know, with all of my experiences and everything that I've done, sometimes I've I've set the goals so high that they're so big, that they're so exhilarating. They excite me. They scare me. They excite me. But do I stop it? No, I continue. Because I have to look at any rejection as a new redirection. Mm -hmm. I have to think actually that that rejection was there for a reason. And it actually, the direction it's given me now, this is the path that I meant to take. So I think it's very, very important to just think about why something happens and, you know, and then build from that negative impact that it might have on you and the family. And look, you know, at the same time, you become a bit of a workaholic. It is going to affect your family. But I think it's about remembering to have that work-life balance. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. Don't neglect your family, you know, stay there, be there for them. The kids growing up, it was a certain time, you know, when I started my business, my youngest son was seven years old. I made sure I was there for all the early stages. And then I went into doing my business. Mm-hmm. So if you, you do what you have to do the way that you do it, but don't be too hard on yourself. And just surround yourself with the right people, the right energy that's going to lift you, like-minded people, and are going to spur you on. I think that's key, really, to Mm. to getting out of all the negative impacts on yourself and your family. Exactly. Surround yourself with people, like-minded. Yeah. 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 I say that you're an average of the five people you hang around with. So if you're going to hang around with five negative people, you're going to be the six. Mm. If you're going to hang around with five people that haven't got any money, you're going to be the six. If you hang around with people that have got a positive outlook to life, that really are motivating, inspiring, Mm. it gives you that energy. It gives you that why you want to do what you want to do and make you believe in yourself, which is really, really important. So definitely find a group of people who help to challenge and inspire you. And spend a lot of time with them because these are the people that are going to help to change your life. That's true. That's very true. Thank you so much for oh, that. Tea, no worries. For that word of advice. Thank you so much. Please no can problem. you share a success story with us? 
Yeah, during lockdown, like, you know, the last couple of years have been very, very difficult. I didn't know a lot about digital marketing. Right. I invested a lot of time in myself, a lot of time in my education. I learned about the things of building my YouTube channel, building all my stuff to do with getting the reach out there. I've embraced that. So that is like definitely a success because everybody knew I was a bit of a tech uh, technophobia. <laughs> 2021, I became international number one bestselling co-author, which for me was an amazing opportunity I became a, prof a professional public speaker can't even say the words now I became a professional public speaker and it gave me the opportunity to stand on the stage and finally not having to fit in and stand out from the crowd I could stand quite proud being an Asian plus size woman over there with all of the gifts and all of the abilities and the knowledge and that I had enabled uh, gave me the ability to share. So for me, that was a massive success story. Mm. And, you know, the chapter in my book in Time to Rain is actually called Never Give Up because I'm not about giving up. It's not about, you know, I've come this far and, I'm, and that's it. Mm. And finally, you know, I think it's, for me, my big, biggest success is actually I'm very happy in my own skin. I'm very happy within myself. I like who I am. When I look in the mirror, I say a few things to myself every single day. And that continues to be the success that I work with, which is obviously to say that, you know, look, I am incredible. I'm very worthy. You know, I'm loved. And I am, I am, I am. I am who I am and I'm very proud to be who I am and I value the people who value me. For me, that has been my biggest lessons that I've taken away from everything is to say that actually if somebody doesn't like me, it's fine. I've come to the T-junction and it was time for them to take a left and it was time for me to take a right and that's fine. I valued them during the time I was with them and now I'll continue valuing myself because this is the path that I want to take. Wow. Wow. It's all about value. Oh, gosh, 100%. Yeah. Because look, we can't ask somebody to give us respect. You can't ask anybody to give you respect. You yeah. can't buy it. It's about earning it. Mm. It's about earning that respect because you did what you did to yeah. help you, but that helping you allowed you to help somebody else. So for me, my passion is that I like to create the belief in other people that they have got this. I want them to just go a little bit inside. Mm -hmm. They've got this. And I am the encourager and not the critic to say, look, you've got this. Yes. Just believe in yourself. You got this. True. True. So wow. for sure, that's definitely my mantra you got this <laughs> you've got this <laughs> you've got this yes any um advice for our listeners out there i would say my biggest advice is honestly surround yourself by the right people and it doesn't matter if you don't want to be with that family member it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you don't want to be with somebody you know what it's okay when you're doing your business life do your business life stick with those like-minded people that are going to help you to succeed in business i'm not saying neglect all your family i'm just saying find an equal balance mm. just just yeah value the people that value you and that's really my my biggest advice really would be to say look you've come this far don't give up. 
value where you are, who you are, and why you're doing what you're doing. And then remember what that big why is. So that's definitely the one thing. The inspirational advice, do you remember what your why is? Continue to do what you're doing. And that will take you to that next step up the ladder. And I think when you're climbing up the ladder, sometimes you forget to look back Mm. and you don't realise how many steps you've climbed. And before you realise it, you think, actually, I'm not at the bottom of the ladder anymore. I'm halfway up the ladder. I'm more than halfway up the ladder now. So my advice is just keep continue doing what you're doing. Ask for help. Mm. You don't have to do this by yourself. Ask for help. But make sure that they're the like-minded people that are going to help to spur you on and be there for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Don't give up. Remember, never give up. Why? <laughs> never give up. Every rejection is a di- redirection. Never give up. But most of all, yes, value the people that value you, but value you more than anybody. More. I yeah. think that's hundred percent. And look, you know what goes around comes around. You know, we are here for the grace of God, as they say. Mm-hmm. That you know, the food that's been put on my just be blessed for everything that you have. Yeah. And be grateful for the roof over your head, the food on your table, and for where you are. And another breath in your body so 100% definitely thank you so much thank you for coming on our show no problem it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for inviting me and I look forward to coming on again speaking to you again maybe (laughs) in different areas no doubt but (laughs) yes for sure thank you so much for having me for sure thank you so much and until next time thank you thank you for coming thank you thank Thank you you so much thank you so much bye take care (laughs) thank you for joining us today on mission to inspire subscribe if you have not already done so like comment leave a message let's stay connected let's jointly inspire the world